Hey everybody, the final R&R episode of 2022 is brought to you by Fun Again Games. And hello, Ruel, how are you doing? Hello, Richard. I'm doing fantastic, my friend. How are you these days? I'm doing fine. Um, the Yuletide spirit is over! I've got nothing more to say about that, but I'm looking forward to uh, New Year's 2023, hopefully... It takes us on an upward trend. I feel like yeah. we've been kind of, you know, downward trending on these years, maybe treading water here and there, uh, taking the good yeah. with the bad. But 2023, I'm calling it. It's nothing but, um, you know, you know, ascending. It's going to be, you know, we're to the moon in a good way, Alice. I love um, <laughs> That's a terrible <laughs> reference. But, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I, I mention all this because, folks, uh, in case you're curious, I am going to be live streaming on New Year's Eve, noon, Pacific Time at um, twitch.rado.com doing my most anticipated games for 2023. You give me your anticipated list, your number one anticipated, correct? Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Yes, you have it. Um, you, well, you should have it uh, in your email. You'll have a link to that. Um, I can't wait to see all your games. because I know there's some that I, I, I only gave you one, but there's a few on mine that I believe will cross over. On I list. have a list of 60 right now that I'm trying <laughs> to narrow down to 25. And that's 60 games I haven't played. Uh, if I talk yeah. about the games I have played, there's even more. So uh, yeah. I've, got, I've got a few days to figure all that out. And uh, hopefully everybody shows up and has a good time. But that's for tomorrow, because today we are going to do our final um, games we would buy right now today, uh, sponsored by Fun Again Games. And thank you, as always, Funding and Games, because they are going to be giving a $50 gift certificate to one lucky viewer of this episode for the last time of the year. Well, how do they win? Yeah, so folks, for this final one of the year, the final R&R for 2022, you can win by watching the episode and listening for the secret phrase. What's the secret phrase? Glad you asked, Ruel. The secret phrase this time is good afternoon. And one well, of us... How dare you? Say, how dare you, sir? <laughs> That's a very triggering phrase. <laughs> Are you ready to go, man? Let's go. Sorry, folks. Um, in the pre-show for this episode, amongst many things we were talking about, you know, um, uh, best out-of-print games, all kinds of things, we went deep into our new favorite combined Christmas movie, Spirited. And um, and that is why good afternoon is the uh, secret word. Um, and Bruel was apparently not prepared for my umbrage uh, to use such foul language on the show. Oh, I got so scared. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, folks, we're going to be one of us is going to be saying good afternoon in uh, during the show, and you're going to send not that phrase because that's very uh, well, you know, oh, it's uh, very insulting. Yes, yeah, very insulting. That's a total uh, left bomb in the 1800s. <laughs> yeah. um, send in the name of the game that we're talking about that time in an email to contest at rado.com, and you'll be entered to win your the gift card from our friends at Fun Again Games. 
Yes. Um, and uh, maybe one of the ones that we talk about today will catch your fancy. And if you're lucky, you can put that $50 gift certificate directly to them. That can go towards the game. It can go towards shipping. And uh, yeah, one lucky winner. Yeah. So folks, listen for the good afternoon. Um, my apologies in advance if you find that to be a deeply insulting insult. Again, inside jokes for the greatest Christmas musical of all time, Spirited. Yeah. Uh, na- streaming now on Apple+. Plus. I highly recommend it to everybody. Everybody. And um, with all that out of the way, hey, how about we talk about some games, Ruel? Do you have your list at the ready? I do. Are we ready for this? Our top 10 games we'd buy right now? Y'all uh, ready for this? Uh, boop, 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 there we boop, go. Okay, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go <laughs> right to our list. Start kicking things off with our number 10, friends. It is um, actually an expansion to a game yes. that I really enjoyed a few years ago. It's our number 10, Warp's Edge Anomaly. So... Warp's Edge, folks, is oh, a right. solo. Yes, it's a solo bag builder by one of my favorite designers, Scott Alms, and uh, this is from Renegade Games. And Warp's Edge, again, solo game, bag building. You are fighting. You are the lone survivor of you know trying to make it through this big fleet of spaceships and the big boss and whatnot. And you're upgrading your craft and you're trying to get you know get go against baddies and survive. But here's the thing: with Anomaly, it introduces not only new ships new abilities, new baddies, but it also introduces a new thing called the anomaly. So you're going to be actually not just one bag. Now you've got a second bag that you're going to be drawing from. And the anomalies, Richard, this is what's cool. On one turn, they're going to be bad. The next turn, they're going to be good. And it's going to go back and forth. So you don't know. You can be pulling things in. It changes things up. I'm really looking for this mechanism because I love the original game. I thought the original game was fantastic. Yes, I agree. Now this new thing. Yeah, it's it's really neat. Scott Holmes, he he does, you know, all the great solo games. And he does so many good ones. He does a Tiny Epic series. He's done stuff for uh, Button Shy Games. He's done all kinds of different designs. He's a very prolific designer and he always has solo gamers in mind so i appreciate that as a solo gamer myself and that's why it's our number 10 warp's edge anomaly my big question is is there anything in this expansion that allows for two-player clay that i don't know Uh, Um, probably not because the first game it wasn't uh it it, it just supported one player that is correct yeah it was a solo only game unfortunately which is too bad because it's so great and i don't see any reason that it didn't get the um the owniverse treatment of okay yeah i made this for solo but look we just uh, did a little things and boom we can make it a a two-player co-op as well yeah Uh, fingers crossed yeah i feel like this could i feel like this could be a co-op game right i mean just have another player board and yeah i don't know why i don't know it's they know it is part of renegade solo series they have a solo series of games and so this is like their flagship solo game so maybe that's it but hopefully in the future maybe we'll see uh, a a two-player variant of this but in the meantime, the Warp's Edge Anomaly, our number 10. Folks. All right, fair enough. Well, um, that's an excellent one. Uh, if if Warp's Edge were a two-player game, I would have totally put it on my list as well. I mean, although it's a fantastic solo game. Love it. Oh, yeah. uh, let's move on to number nine. And now, it's an interesting thing. Um, when I was looking through the list of availables this morning, uh, it turns out Fun Again is doing a... Hey, look, they've got a section of their site devoted to... Here's all the Essen games that you can pre-order that'll be showing up in January. And there were several on that list. Oh, um, so, okay. I've got a few pre-orders 
that we'll be talking about this month, folks. Starting with number nine on our list, Insecta, the Ladies of Entomology, which is pre-order, should be available in January. Apparently, the way they work, if you put a pre-order, they won't send out your order until everything is available. And I'm really excited by this, both because of the subject matter, where it celebrates all the heretofore unsung women uh, scientists and explorers and whatnot who were, you know, p- uh, pushing forward the, uh, you know, the, the science of, of of bug studies, etymology. But that aside, I mean, I, I love that in and of itself. I have to admit, I am more excited about the gameplay. Uh, this is a um, well. It's got two halves to it. The action selection is very King's Domino, right? And the King Domino, hey, I pick something higher on my initiative speed, so I'll go quicker in the next round, but it means I get a worse thing. Or I pick something more powerful, but I'll go later. You know, And, the, and basically, the way that works is you jump your worker back and forth um, from one round to the next, always deciding, well, I might uh, do two or three bad things in a row uh, because I don't care about these goods, and I want to make sure I get the, the best thing when it comes up that's perfect for me. I think queen, uh, king, king Domino, Queen Domino, we've seen it in a bunch of games, it always works. Such a smart, simple, clean, easy to understand understand, um, you know, mechanism. But the second half of the game is when you actually get these tiles that represent the bugs, or you get these, um, I don't know, uh, Meredith study awards that represent the, um, the studies you do, you're taking these tiles and laying them out in a checkerboard pattern, like one of my favorite games of the year, Verdant, or Verdant. And yes. I believe you played Verdant, right? Well, you know Loved that one. It. Yeah, yep. I love that game. Yeah, and so and that is such a cool and crunchy way to make tile laying work out of where okay, well I've got to get you know I can only place them in every other space, so it's the bugs surrounded by the uh, award tiles, it's the award tiles surrounded by the bug tiles, and trying to get everything to puzzle together um, is just a blast. I love it inverted. They're doing it kind of different here because it's it's a lot about adjacency, but also a lot about just hey getting the right things in the right row and affecting everything in a given row or column. So that sounds cool. I know the King Domino gameplay works because it, it just works. It's one of the best mechanisms to come out in the last five years. Thanks, Bruno Cathala, if I recall correctly. And so those things combined, plus a very, very cool subject matter celebrating uh, the ladies of entomology, the real, um, the real people behind all this, makes me very excited for number nine, Insecta, the ladies of entomology. Wow, what a great choice! And I, I, I'll admit, I saw this on the list, and uh, you know, on Funny Insight, and I just zoomed right over. I just assumed it was about insects or bugs, and I was like, "Oh, this is not the theme," but it's actually about the uh, the women of yes. in the yes. in the field. And I was like, "Wow!" And then the gameplay you're talking about. This sounds fantastic. Wow, what a great choice. Yeah, I, 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 I believe every um, every lady entomologist you can play has their own unique special powers and all that. And yeah, so just cool. good, good yeah. stuff it looks like. I'm all very right. excited to give it a go. That, that sounds amazing. And speaking of cool games, this is totally different, totally okay. a, a completely different game, but it's our number eight, and it is the game Stay Cool. Uh, this is a party game uh, from, oh. I believe, yeah, Scorpion Oh, I was thinking Mask, of Ice Cool. Okay. Oh, yeah, no, this is a Stay Cool. Not, not the Penguins, but uh, it's a party game. Okay. I got to play this um, uh, last year, and I was blown away by how unique this game was. It is... so. It's a, sort of like a trivia game uh, that right. you're going to be playing. You're going to be asking questions. But here's the thing, Richard. It's a real-time game, and oh. you're doing two things at once. Oh. So, and that's why you have to stay cool under the pressure. Because All right. Uh, one person on your right is asking you a question. You're going to give you're gonna give them the answer. One person on the left is also asking you a question, but you have to give your answer using the letter dice. So you're spelling something on the dice at the same time talking to someone about the other answer. 
it gets frantic. Wait, what? So it's mind blowing, right? It's so much fun. It's crazy. And you have 30 seconds or so to answer each one. And then another player, while you're answering these questions, they're turning over the sand timer to make sure you have enough time. You know, they have to go through their requirements. So that's round one. Round two, same thing. But now you have to watch the sand timer. So as I'm answering questions on my right and uh, coming up with the answers on dice on my left, I'm also having to keep the, my eye on the sand timer Jeez and telling Louise. them to turn it over. It's insane. Finally, the final round, same thing, but now you cannot watch the timer. Yeah, that's crazy. It just wraps up. And it's so perfect with the theme, Stay Cool, because it is nothing. Honestly, I sweated through my shirt when I played I'm sweating thinking about this, trying to imagine, figuring out the answer. Give me a sample question. I mean, so they're simple questions, right? Yeah, they're they're simple questions. So it's like, you know, hey, name name a person in this room or something like that. Or name one of the Great Lakes. Or, you know, something nothing too outrageous. Or an animal from Africa or whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Because yeah, I see you've got a Z kind of a thing. Yeah. And then it's funny, they'll give you like totally easy questions, but you'll be because it's so frantic, like spell pen. And I'm like, uh, uh and you're looking at the dice P you know? <laughs> it, it is one of the funnest party games I've ever played. Wow. Now, it, now it, it's obviously not for everyone. I mean, if you're no. not in the being stressed and you cannot stay cool, you may not want this, but oh my gosh, it's a lot of fun. I actually played this with uh, Monique and Naveen and a couple other people uh last year, and we had the best time. Um, highly recommend as far as party games. It's so unique, uh, nothing out there get ready you know, and bring an extra change of clothes when you play this folks because you will set, sweat through your clothes that's why it's our number eight stay cool that sounds very i'm <laughs> i just don't know what to think i mean that sounds really cool i love i mean i love euro games where i'm interacting with one player on one side differently than the other player yep. turning that into a party game that sounds like a no-brainer now that i think about it yeah very so very fun. nice okay cool. well um our next entry is very, very far removed from that. Nothing like that at all. Um, it's going to be a game that I covered when it was on Kickstarter, I think maybe two years ago. Maybe it was last year. Regardless, it's number seven, Dice Theme Park. And oh, yeah. I got to tell you, Ruel, this game from Alley Cat Games um, is so fantastic. Uh, it's actually a sequel to uh, Dice Hospital. Uh, it's from different designers from, um, oh, you know them and love them, the Sagrada guys. Uh uh, yep. Daryl and Adrian, Adam Eskew and, and Daryl Andrews, and yes. that man, they have made a super duper crunchy game here. I, I can't stress enough. Um, it uses the same dice drafting mechanism as Dice Hospital. Every round, there are some cards and a bunch of different dice show up that represent different um, fairgoers, people who might want to come to your theme park. And so we, uh, every turn, we each have a bunch of cards that represent our personnel. We've got um, you know uh, uh, greeters, and we've got a accountants and all kinds of stuff. You're going to play two of them and that's going to determine both your initiative. So if you're going to get first dibs on the right people, um, because grabbing the right dice is very, very important depending on what types of uh, attractions you're making, because different dice represent people who are looking for roller coasters as opposed to, um, you know, kids rides or or whatever it might be. Um, And then you go through, I mean, this game is a really big, heavy, crunchy simulation. You go through a bunch of steps. Uh, Everybody can spend money on buying more attractions in the tiling 
portion of the game. Everybody can, um, you know, spend money to buy more uh, employees and unlock special powers with the uh, greeters, or not the greeters, the mascots. Mascots are a big deal. The more mascots you have, uh, the more important it is. But basically, so first and around, you grab some dice. Then you do a whole bunch of economic stuff, a ton of economic stuff. Like, not quite a brass level, but a really surprising amount of economic stuff. Then you get to the heart of the game, which is you have in front of you a big um, park with all these tiles laid out. All your dice you got, uh, plus ones that have stayed around from the previous round, they show up at the entrance, and now you're going to start having them move around. And whenever they move to a space where there is a, an attraction, if like in this example, to run the corkscrew, you need to have a yellow roller coaster lover plus somebody else, and they have to have the same die value. So it's very puzzly to get the right dice, the right uh, attendees to the right tile so that you can run it and score points, make money, whatever it might be. You can upgrade these things all over course. And after that ride is over, one of the dice gets bored and says, okay, I've had enough of this. They, um, well, they both drop in pip value. So both of these would turn from threes to twos. And then one of them, you get to move them to an adjacent space. So the longer you play, the as you have more and more dice spread out over a bigger and bigger puzzly landscape, you're constantly trying to think about, right, how can I create these combo chains? Well, if I run this, then I can move that person who's bored over to this space, and I've already set that one up, so they'll go, and now this one will move over here. But now I've got to use a special power to move another one over there, and it's just inc absolutely incredible. And one of the most important features of the game are the mascots. You can see your, like, your little uh, kitty mascot there, because you can put them out on the board, and they all have special powers. Um, you know, They can actually uh, change the color of the dice, they can change the values, uh, but they're all very thematically applied. They can say, oh, good afternoon, sir, won't you follow me over here? And you can use them to move things from one place to another, and it's absolutely fantastic. I have to warn you, this is the far opposite of what we just talked about before. Because you would look at this game, you would look at this box art and say, oh yeah, this is probably like a nice little gateway game. Yeah, I could play with my kids or friends and family. No, this game is super duper crunchy. The longer it goes, I mean, the puzzles you have to solve are devious and wonderful and always very, very thematically grounded. And I really, really enjoyed my time playing a prototype and can't wait to play the final of Dice Theme Park. Wow, that yeah, that sounds awesome. And I, from what I remember, the Dice Hospital was similar, right? It looks really cute and, you know, gateway-ish, but it's a lot more than that. It's yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, but this goes it. one step beyond. Even I even would have called wow. Dice uh, Dice Hospital kind of like a gateway plus. It's a good next step right. game. Oh, did you enjoy, um, um, you know, Ticket to Ride? Do you like hospitals? Here, let's play that. You could probably yep. jump up to it. This is not a next step game. This is a full-on, mid-weight, super crunchy, one of them, I mean, a very analysis paralysis inducing because you have so many ways Ooh. you could try to set up those combo chains and using those mascots and all the special powers you have. It's amazing. Nice. All, all right. right. Great choice. Let's move on. That was a great number seven. Uh, we're going to move on to, and we, you, you just mentioned the word chains and comboing stuff. Here's one, number six. Keyforge Adventures Abyssal, uh, the uh, Abyssal Conspiracy. Oh, what is this? oh this is, okay. This is, folks, Keyforge. I loved it coming out, but it's not for everyone because it's a face to, I mean, it's a, you know, 1v1 in your face. You're, you know, beating each other up. But last year, uh, right. so, year for, for people who don't know, Keyforge, like I said, it's a Magic the Gathering dueling wizard kind yep. of thing. But the thing that's special about Keyforge, when you buy a deck, you get a unique deck unlike any other deck that has ever been printed or seen by anyone. I mean, with unique yes. text and all kinds, it's a really cool system if you want to get together with your friends and beat each other over the head with your special customized decks that you buy. Right. 
And but, so I've always ignored year, it. But yeah. but last year they came out with Keyforged Adventures, the first one. This yes. is the second one that introduces cooperative play. Yes. And this the one, first one did too. Richard, uh, what's that? This is actually the second time you can play co-op. One, that is right. Yeah, yes. this is the second cooperative adventure. This one, um, I'm really interested in because it comes with something new. It adds in a new twist. So not only cooperative. So you're going to be playing. You're trying to chain, uh, you know, combinations together where you can, you know, uh, beat up the enemies this time together rather yeah. than each other. But then this one includes a spatial element. So there's nine different bases that you're going to be going to, and you're going to have to decide, you and your teammate, and it can actually play up to three cooperatively, so you could have two extra teammates, where, hey, I'm going to stay on this one base while you go to the other one trying mm. to beat that one up. Or do we all go in one, you know, together and try to beat up? Of course, you know, you have to, you're going to make decisions as far as, you know, oh, am I going to stay here or there? You're going to lose some stuff. This is all underwater, too, so you're going under the water mm. to the new location. Yeah, I think this looks uh, fantastic. I, I really enjoyed Keyforge. Uh, just that whole, uh, like you were saying, the system of unique uh, cards in every single one. You bring those cards, uh, that type of system to this, I think it's going to be, uh, yeah. I think it's a match made in heaven, honestly. Yep. Uh, yeah, this has I been on my list ever since they put out yeah. the print and play, so you could try it for free, yeah. but you got to print out like five pages and cut up a bunch of cards and whatnot. So it's yeah. great that they're finally bringing them to market. Um, yeah. And as I understand it, if you if you previously got the print and play, you're like, oh, I don't need this. I think they're throwing more stuff in. There's like additional cards to make oh, it worthwhile. Okay. But there is one thing oh, to bear in mind, folks. This is an expansion. You yes. don't get this unless you already have some Keyforge decks and you're sick and tired of beating each other over the head and would like to play together. That's yeah. where... Um, they, they, there's two of them, right? Uh, this one and the previous yes. one. This is the second one. That, that is correct. So the, right. the first one, I forget the name of the first it's one. It's Krakens yeah, or something like one. that, I think. Yeah. And the, the, the decks folks, they're, they're, they're really affordable. They're, you know, maybe oh, yeah. up to maybe no more than $10 uh, retail and you can find those, you get those, you add this expansion. Now you can play together. That's why we're excited about number six, Keyforge Adventures. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Um, yeah, I've never been interested in Keyforge until I heard about this. I am yeah. even more excited now because, honestly, I did not want to do all the print-and-play stuff. So <laughs> that's, that's really, really cool that they are now available uh, in retail yeah. packages. Get that yeah. plus a couple of Keyforge decks and uh, yeah. save the world instead of yeah. beat each other to death. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Or whatever cool. it is you're doing in Keyforge. Okay, cool. Well, um, I have got another big, heavy, crunchy game uh, that just missed my top 10 of the year, but I still think it's absolutely fantastic. And it's a game we played together well. It's Oak. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. baby. Dice Hour West. We mm -hmm. played this together. I loved it. Yeah, yes. that was the first game you and I ever played together, I think, if I recall correctly. I believe, yeah, it was. That's yep. right. Wow. What yeah, a great and, way to start off. Okay. Yeah, cool. and it is a fantastic game. Uh, a very crunchy, you know, heavy worker placement style thing where we are druids, um, you know, trying to commune with nature in various and sundry ways. I feel like I've talked about this several times because it was in my, um, you know, my extended top uh, games of the year. And I think I talked about it recently somewhere else. Oh, yeah. In the last episode, I talked about it with Chris as well. So I keep coming back to Oak because it's really good. And you can confirm, you remember playing it with me. It's really yep. good. Everybody really loved it. The The coolest thing about it is your workers, um, which by the way, this is an incredibly tight game of resources and where you can send your workers is limited by the cards you have in your hand. So you have a lot of tough 
decisions to make. But every once in a while, you can save up enough stuff to upgrade your workers and put these really cool plastic toy pieces on them, kind of like snapping a helmet onto a Lego man, and then suddenly, oh, it's a little Lego policeman or something like that. And you can do that here and make your druids incredibly powerful, almost like game-breakingly powerful, but only if you send them to the right place. And you can only send them to the right place if you've got the right cards. So there's a lot of puzzly stuff going on here, really satisfying, a beautiful production. I've really enjoyed it quite a bit. When I finally got a chance to play it with Jen, she was really impressed by it. And hey, it's now available at retail. So I figured I'd put it on the list, number five, Oak. Yeah, I remember playing this at Dice Star West and having a really good time with it. And I remember just how you said it was tight. It was super tight, especially yeah. at the start, you know, with the resources and stuff. But once it started developing the game, oh, yeah, those beautiful, you know, pieces and going to the big oak tree, right? And to, to do, druid it up, as they yep. say, a really wonderful game. Good choice. All wow, right. nice. Okay, let's move on to our number four. Uh, this is... This is, you know, we, we talked about Stay Cool earlier. This is another very different type of game. This one is just, it's so unique. Spaceship Unity. This one, oh. have you, okay, yeah, this, yes. friend, you literally, I mean, this, this is so different than anything I've ever seen. You're going to be using your home as, as part of the game. In this game, it reminds me sort of like Captain Sonar, where you are manning the ship and you're, you know, taking care of a ship. Everyone's got their different stations that they have to wear. You know, you got someone uh, manning the, uh, taking care of the shields, uh, resources, uh, everything else. But what you're doing is you're actually using the stuff in your house. So, like, for instance, there would be a card. You're, you're playing little episodes trying yes. to get through these missions. Cooperatively trying to yeah. get your spaceship. To the next star base or whatever. Next, yeah, to the next star base. One player is going to have to take care of your shields. And in, for example, the card would say, go to your curtains or your blinds and, you know, open them up, like physically open them up or close them. For shields and up for and shields, shields down. Shields up, shields down. It's so crazy. And I, I really want to play this because you're going to be, you know, going to using your silverware for stuff to like, you have to rearrange your silverware to do stuff like for engineering. You're, you might have to use your vacuum cleaner or a blanket. It's so wacky and wild, but... This is my jam. I, you know, I love trying to unique games like this. I'm an Omni gamer at heart. I will try anything once. And this, it's got the space theme, so yay. Yeah. It's got this crazy, you know, concept of like using stuff in your, you know, ordinary household items. Yay. And it's got episodes where you're, you know, going from one episode to the next. Again, going from a star base to a star base. I'm sure you're gonna fight uh, the big baddie as well. So I don't know how. They, I don't know if you're gonna have to get like a football and throw it or something. I don't know. But I am looking forward to this one a lot. That's I really want to give this a go too. I don't yeah. know how well it'll work with only two players because this is obviously yeah. a raucous party type thing. And it, with exactly. only two players, it might just feel a little silly and hollow. But it's yeah. interesting. Um, for folks who don't know, uh, Grant Lyon, a professional comedian, does a monthly show on the channel called Grant's Greatest Games. He put He's played this. He put this oh. uh, in last month's Grant's Greatest Games. And he ranked it super high. And he absolutely loved it. Maybe it was the month before. Um, okay. And the nice. thing is, we can't say much about it because so much of this game is about the joy of discovery of, what do you want me to do now? <laughs> a card says what? Okay, yeah. let's do this. Um, and it's interesting. I'll, I'll, apparently, a lot of the things have you say, oh, you know what? For this next action, you have to do a video check, which means somebody has to be recording players doing the thing with their phones to commemorate the activity. Now, I don't want to spoil it. anything, but I mean, yeah. Grant mentioned, when Grant mentioned, hey, here's, when he said, the moment I was asked to do this, I fell so hard in love with the game. So uh, if you don't want to hear right. it, cover your ears for a second. Um, it, what, what, basically, what he said, okay, for people who want to know, the moment they said to jump to warp, I had to hold hands with somebody and both of us had to jump backwards onto a bed to replicate going to warp speed. 
I love it. That gives uh, you a, okay, uh, folks, you can listen again if you didn't want to hear that spoiled. That gives you an idea of the, the just the joy and the wonder. And I hate to spoil it for you, but it's such a great uh, way. Now, here's the interesting thing. You don't have to gamble on this because this is a big gamble because they don't tell you anything because they don't want you to spoil all these surprises and stuff you do. It's kind of like spoiling yeah. an escape room or something like that. But mm-hmm. you can play this right now for free. Oh, really? They have released an episode zero. You can download it. Now, it is. It's like 20 pages of cards you have to print out. I was complaining before about the print and play you had to do for those co-op things for Keyforge. That's nothing compared to this. But if you have the wherewithal to make a deck of 20 cards and a bunch of other stuff that you have to do, you can play through an entire episode. And the interesting thing is, I was, um, I, you know, I saw this on the list, and I was this close to putting it on here as well. After Grant, okay. I mean, this, yeah. th- this made my shortlist. By the way, folks, after... After we're done, hit that eye in the top right corner screen. Go to the extended version of this video. We're going to talk about five more uh, or ten more games. One of them is this was on my short list as well. Um, nice. yeah, I was reading through it to understand. It warns you, hey, for this next uh, chapter of the mission, you're going to need three winter clothes and a balled up pair of socks and a vacuum cleaner. Go get those things yeah. now. So you just you have them, then you start playing the adventure, um, playing cards, reading story snippets, making choices, and then it'll say we're under attack. Get the I mean, and you and you use your balled up sock, and you're supposed to throw it at other players. Um, and and you know everybody has to stand ten feet away from each other, and then throw and try to hit each other, and the other players try to dodge stuff like that in your house. Yeah. It's like I love. Oh it. my gosh, this is like the ultimate party game. I so want to experience this with like-minded players who would just get caught up in the whimsy of it. It seems so much fun. Yeah, doesn't it? Oh my gosh, I cannot wait to uh, one day give this a try. That's why it's that's why it's our number four, folks. Spaceship Unity, an excellent choice. So you are all about the partying today. I yes. am quite the opposite. All about <laughs> the heavy, crunchy euros today, uh, because number three on the list is Discordia. Which, oh, yeah. again, is another one that sadly just missed just missed my um, top 10 of the year. It was like number 12 or 13 or something like that. It's another one that is on um, Fun Again's pre-order list from Essence Feel. So if you order it, you should be picking up in January. And this is a very, very, very cool... You can watch my run-through to see more. But this is a cool um, dice worker placement game, right? Um, in that... Uh, or I should say dice drafting, dice worker placement game, where we are running um, outposts in early Roman civilization. And the crux of the game is, as a governor of this little outpost in Germania or or Britannia or wherever it is, I forget, um, more and more Roman citizens show up at our door looking for a new life. And it's our job not to accrue fame, not to make money, but to actually find jobs for everybody. And honestly... This is a subject matter that I do not see in enough games where, oh, the way I win is through really altruistic doing my best for my fellow man kind of things, as opposed to the accumulation of wealth or glory, which is what 99.9% of all board games are all about because that speaks to, really, our, our, our lesser angel on our shoulder. This one speaks to the greater angel. All this is about is just trying to make people's lives better, and I love that. But the tricky thing is, the more you build up your outposts and you have more farms to employ people and more ports to bring sh- port- ships in from ports of call and to do mercantile actions, the bigger your place gets, the more people show up at your door every round. And so you get into this virtuous cycle of, okay, I've almost got... I've got oh, no! Ten new people just showed up. I only had three more to go. Now I've got 13 people 
I've got to find jobs for. But okay, I'll keep working it. And um, the game is won once somebody has found a job for every single meeple on their board. And I absolutely love that. Or or 10 rounds, in which case, whoever um, has the fewest unemployed people wins. So I love the theme here. I love the presentation. The uh, the It's it's the best-looking game from Iron Games uh, that, that has ever come out. But also, the gameplay is really good, too. And I could go so deep. There are so many intertwined things. And this game does so many rules breakers. For You think you understand how a dice worker placement drafting game works? Discordia works nothing like that. It forces you to kind of rewire your brain with every turn because you have so many different ways to go about solving problems and achieving your goals, which, of course, are just absolutely wonderful. So I love everything about this game. It comes in at number three, Discordia, as a pre-order. Nice. Yeah, and I know we've talked about this game a couple of times uh, here, and I'm interested in because I do like Iron Games, and I like the fact that they've uh, done this whole new thing with their art, where it's a lot more vibrant. Yes. To me, it feels more welcoming. Like, I'm more interested in this world uh, than, you know, uh, something that's a little more bleak. So, great choice. (laughs) All right. Uh, Ready for our number two, friends. Uh, We're moving on. Uh, Let me uh, do this here. Uh, So, I've talked about a couple of party games. I'm not going to talk about Are we done with party games? We're we're done with party. You ready for the big boy table now? We we are we're we're gonna sit here at the table and do some crunching. We're gonna play uh, our number two, Wayfarers of the South Tigris. Um, Okay. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape. You can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Yep, I'm a yep, huge yep, fan of yep, Sean yep. Phillips, as you are. Uh, you've played this game. I have not I played have. this game. I'm super excited because this is the next in the series. We had the West Kingdom. We had uh, the North Sea. Now we're going to the South Tigris. You are placing not only workers this time, as Shem Phillips loves to do, but you're also placing dice. And you are yeah. explorers, cartographers, astronomers, astronomers uh, mapping out all this, you know, the land, air, and sea and everything. And you're using workers. And you're, their workers don't belong to anyone, which I like. You're going to go out there. They're gonna, you're going to place them in different sections. And, oh, man, th- this just looks so cool. It looks like a table hog as well, which I'm okay with, uh, you know, because I love their games. And... Um, you're going to influence. You're getting influence on the different guilds as well, and the caravan. That's the interesting part, right? Yes. We're going to roll dice and use those workers on your uh, space. You can uh, mitigate dice as well. You've you have experience with this. I know you. I, I have played it. I've it. done a run through. And, and um, I, first of all, you're right about the table hog. That is definitely something to bear in mind because this yeah. is not the board you're looking at. This is just one player's board midway right. through the game because you start with a board and you explore the sea and play cards to the right. You explore the land and play cards to the left. Once you've explored the land and sea, you can look to the skies and play cards above those. And then you can tuck cards under all the other cards and upgrade all the cards. And you're right. Yeah. It is a worker placement game. You've got two types of workers, the meeples, which as you said, belong to no one because when you send those out to the main boards, they um, to do action, 
actions, they go on cards. And when a player goes and grabs that card, they end up getting that meeple. So it has a very, very cool worker transfer thing that kind of reminds me a little bit of Keyflower, quite frankly. Hey, I sent wow. one of my bids out to do that thing. Somebody else wins that tile later on. Oh, I gave you a worker. You're welcome. What can I say? Except you're welcome. But the dice you have are your own personal workers that will always stick with you, and they can only go to your own board. And your caravan, the more tiles you lay on it, the uh, more you upgrade all your dice. Uh, 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 rolling a three on a die could be nothing other than a three. But if you put things in the, in the correct column, suddenly, oh, it can give you extra money when you activate threes, or you can turn threes yep. into fours, or all kinds of stuff. Lots of brilliant things. Honestly, I would not be at all surprised if this goes on to be most people's, if not favorite, second or third favorite of the um, Garp Hill Crunchies. You know, that yeah. where um, uh, Sam McDonald and Shem Phillips get together. You know, you've had all the West Kingdoms, you've had the North Seas, uh, because this game is absolutely brilliant. I'm sure it's going to make a lot of people's top tens of the year. I will only say it didn't make mine, unfortunately, because in addition to all the other cool stuff it does, there is one element. Every once in a while, you'll complete a thing that gives you a reward, and your reward is, hey, I can put a, one of my little influence tokens on a card. And what that means is, if I put it on a card that you really want, Ruel, for you to be able to get that card that is so crucial to your strategy, you don't have to pay me for that card. And so, uh, in a, a game all about a super extreme efficiency, managing, action placement, with wonderful art from the Miko, every once in a while, I can really stick a knife in. And honestly, uh, I just wish that wasn't there. I don't think, I think for most people, it's a tiny knife. It's more like a, yeah. it's more like a butter knife as opposed to an, <laughs> an actual dagger or anything. But still, it was, it was to me the 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 one thing that kept me, uh, for, kept it from making my top ten games of the year, quite frankly, because the mechanisms okay. are brilliant and excellent yeah. choice. And unless you're nice. a super care bear like me and Jen, I think most people would rightly say, "Oh, Rado, you're being silly. It's not too tough. Uh, it's not too mean." But for us, awesome. there's just we don't need to be mean at all because there are lots of yeah. other games I can play where we're not mean. All right, cool. Yeah, I can't wait to try it. That's why it's the number two, folks. That's Wayfarers of the South Tigris. And well, let's okay. Then, the just one. in time for the yeah. Board Game Geek TV raid. Welcome, Raiders. We are just to the end of our top 10 games we buy right now. You've shown up for me to talk about Come Together right now over me. All righty. Um, this, uh, and actually, this is uh, serves as a good. Um, Counterpoint to the previous game as much as anything. This is a worker placement game with really cool mechanisms. It's all about trying to put on your best Summer of Love Woodstock type festival um, by hiring bands, building the stages, uh, attracting the audience, doing media appearances to big up your uh, to big up your event. I, I love the presentation of the game. I love all the little in jokes that either references real world bands or real world games uh, like Ilo Sky. At first, I thought this. Was was like a reference to Arlo Guthrie, but no, it's Isle of Sky, the board game from nice. Alexander Fister. It's just, um, uh, but anyway, uh, you know, I mean, obviously, uh, Red Kaput. Obviously, there is a double meaning on that card. So I loved all of that stuff. But, you know, that's not why you come. You come for the really, you come together for the really interesting, crunchy worker placement gameplay. And the beautiful thing about this is I send one of my workers, my roadies, out to the board, uh, to the area that is all about, you know, bringing more, hiring more bands to put on a show, right? I don't get the band member right away. I just say, I'm reserving that one for later, but I'd really like to get that band. Um, because I've gone to that worker placement board, you, Royal, might say, oh, you know what? I think I'm going to go over there too. Because 
We don't get to activate those workers until somebody says, you know what, I'm going to spend an entire turn activating that entire board. And then everybody who's there gets a payday. And so um, this is a game where players are not really trying to sabotage each other, but trying to create opportunity or fall to leverage opportunities that other players create for them. If I've really invested a lot in building stages, everybody knows, hey, next turn, I'm probably going to go on ahead and make my stage because I want to get all those guys to work. So it makes sense for everybody to rush over there and get a little bit of something too. And on the flip side, if um, both you and I, Ruel, went to the same place, we might go half the game waiting for the other person to spend the turn activating the area. It's like, well, I'm not going to do it. You do it. I'm not going to do it. Okay, I got other (laughs) stuff I could do sooner or later. And then maybe somebody else will show up and then the third person puts a fourth thing down and then they activate. So there's a really interesting flow to this game that's quite unlike any other worker placement game. A very stop and start where everything is driven by player choice. This is not a game on a fixed schedule. This is the player's build the schedule for the game, and it is a wonderful presentation, the whole summer of love, flower power that infuses everything, but incredibly brilliant, it very, very interactive gameplay that at no time is ever about me trying to kick down your sandcastle, um, which is why uh, it makes it to the top of my list as the last game I'm talking about that you can pre-order from their Essen games of the uh, year, fun again, come together. And I just pushed the wrong button. Come together. Okay. Come together. There you are. Nice choice. Yeah, I, re- I really can't wait to play this game. I love the theme, and uh, I-, I didn't know I had that humor uh, throughout it. I, I just I saw oh, yeah. like great Western cowboy. You know, that's uh, that's hilarious. So, good choice. All right, great list. Wow, a lot of great. Okay, things well, folks. We are at the end of the show, and did one of you hear either that man or me say the secret word, good afternoon? Um you wankerous, cantankerous buffoon. Um, If so, as it says right down there at the bottom of the screen, send the name of the game we were talking about when that greatest of all expletives was uttered and to contest at Rio.com and you can enter to win a $50 gift certificate from Fun Again Games, uh, sponsors of the show. That is it, Ruel. We are Dunsville for the year, the final episode. Do you got any uh, closing words? Uh, no, I just want to say uh, thank you again uh, to you and to everyone that watches. The R&R Show is such a good time. I always look forward to it. And uh, just want to wish you, Richard, and everyone that watches a happy new year. Be safe, be kind to each other, and enjoy. Uh, those are very, very good words. My final words are good afternoon. And um, thanks for watching, everybody. And thanks again to sponsor of the show, Fun Again Games. Have a very, very nice day. Talk to you later. So long. Oh, bye-bye.